Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Yay, we're back with another episode of Moms Moving On. And today I have a very good friend on, not just because she's my good friend, I have her on because there's so much we can learn from her and her truly unique co-parenting style. Um, I've been following her on Instagram now for a long time, and I know that every time she posts something about spending time with both her new husband and her baby daddy, for lack of a better term, I'm always like, (laughs) wow, how did they get to that point? So I'm sure you'd wonder the same thing if you knew who she was and if you followed her, Um, and I'll share who that is in just a second. But while you're listening to this, I want you to not beat yourself up if you're not at the place that she is. Trust me, it's taken her years to get to this point. Um, I am not at this place either, although my life's goal is to one day be there. Um, Just really take in, you know, this is all about hearing a process and understanding that everybody's situation is a little bit different. So that said, I have the beautiful and super pregnant Abby Williams super pregnant. <laughs> of Mimosas with Moms. She is a child behavioral health therapist, founder of Mimosas with Moms, host of the Mimosas with Moms podcast. She's a content creator, speaker, and about to be a mom of four. Literally, she's 38 weeks pregnant. You may have read her work in Parents, Pop Sugar, She Knows, and Romper. Um, she's really focused on connecting with other moms, supporting them, empowering them in all stages of their motherhood journey. And you'll really feel empowered by the fact that she's not just a mom of four at this point. She's been a super young mom, a single mom, a co-parenting mom, a blended family mom. And more than that, she gives so much of herself to others, both in her profession and in her personal life. So Abby, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Well, I'm returning the favor because <laughs> on your podcast last year, it like made me yeah. a very happy girl. So. I am so excited that you are starting this journey. I oh, know that this wow. podcast for you is just going to blossom and be such a great venture for you. Well, I'll tell you, I never thought everyone would say, oh, you should start a podcast. And I'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. I just, it's one more thing I don't have time for. But <laughs> then people would literally ask, like, where can I find your podcast? And I felt like such a dummy being like, what, what podcast? podcast. <laughs> right? Now I have an answer for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So why don't you take the stage and tell us a little bit like the Abbey Elevator. Yeah. So when I was 21 years old, I faced my first unplanned pregnancy. I was halfway through my bachelor's degree. Um, and I got pregnant with Oliver. So that was a scary time. I had to kind of navigate being a young mom in school. How am I going to get through school? How am I going to afford childcare and him? Um, and then my relationship with his father. Um, so I got through all that. (laughs) I graduated with my bachelor's. Um, I never took a day off school having him. He was a summer baby, so that was helpful. Wow. Wait, so um, unplanned pregnancy at 21. Yeah. You were unmarried. Right. You were finishing up your bachelor's and yes. you didn't skip a beat. Okay. Nope. Amazing. It was crazy. Um, so I moved in with his dad when we found out that we were expecting. Um, I lived with him for about a year. 
And there just like wasn't the romance in our relationship. Um, and, and I think which is like now look, kind of looking back, which is probably normal in a lot of relationships after baby, um, you kind of go through all kinds of postpartum stuff. Um, but we were also very young and I think that we both like knew like, this is not my person that I'm supposed to spend right. the rest of my life with. Right. Um, but so I lived with him for a year um, we pretty much kind of turned into roommates and we made the mature decision to just say, Hey, <laughs> we're more like roommates than like lovey partners. Uh, we Which both deserve so to be amazing. happy. Yeah. yeah. At, at that age, you know, yeah. you're, you're with child and like <laughs> you have your whole life ahead of you and yeah. going it alone is a little bit more scary than staying with yeah. Unquote, and it was, it was really scary. And what's kind of more, even more unique about our situation is like, since we were so young, um, I decided that I wasn't going to take him to court, like that we were not going to step foot in a courtroom ever. Um, and maybe not ever like that I had in my head, but I just, I knew like the child support part we were so young. We were both starting out. Like if I take you to court and ask you for child support, you will never make anything with your life. You know, like we're already starting out 10 steps behind right. <laughs> as young parents, you know? And so, you know, there was a lot of reasons why like we didn't work out or things about him that I don't like or things about me that he doesn't like, I'm sure. Um, but there was always kind of this mutual respect of how are we going to put our kid first? How are we going to move forward? So we never stepped foot in a courtroom. We've always split everything 50, 50, uh, custody, uh, financial stuff, whatever. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's been like a whirlwind. So he's nine now and we do we so you've been apart from his dad for eight years for eight years yeah right. okay yeah yeah um so tell me what that like you know first becoming a single mom at 22 <laughs> yeah so i would have been 22 yeah it was right after his first birthday so i would have just like turned 22 wow so how did yeah. that work like tell me how that so worked. i had to move in with my mom for a year um, I finished my bachelor's degree in that year. Um, and then Oliver and I started our life together and I applied to graduate school <laughs> Wow! as a single mom. Um, I went to graduate school and yeah, I got through that. I graduated number one in my class, um, 4.0, a whole bunch of fancy awards that don't mean anything to anybody. <laughs> I, I like, can hang I, them on my wall and tell my kids how great I am. I can't believe, <laughs> I mean, I know you're obviously well-educated and all those yeah. things, but I didn't know that this was your process. I'm yeah. doing this for the first time. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it was really, really nuts. Um, it was extremely lonely at times. It was financially scary at times. Um, you know, but I don't know. I just like have like this fire under me, but you got to get through it. Do you so, think that fire came from being a mom already or yeah. this was just who you are? Okay. Yeah. I can relate. I to mean, that. I would, I would like to think that like I was always motivated, motivated. I'm very type A, always have been very type A. 
Um, but where I was like as a young 20 year old and then what I evolved into completely different. (laughs) Well, it's amazing because, you know, we go into motherhood married or not single or not, you know, we are who we are at that point and we're scared and we're trying to go through the motions and fake the funk. Like, okay, I've got this. And then this baby comes out and you're like, that person I was before, like who the hell was that? Even if you mean to change or not. And so that's why I asked, because I know personally, my motivation level was not what it is now. I mean, you have to like do something with your life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And (laughs) I like to ask because maybe I am amazed that there are people who had motivation before kids. I know. know. Um, But no, I think it speaks a lot to your character and, and your belief in yourself to be able to step away so young, still have a career to build, still have so many things you want to do, but you know in your heart of hearts that you were going to do what was right for you. And that's what really amazes me about people. I think I'm so passionate about people who take life by the balls and move on because I didn't have that ability for so long. And now that I do, I love learning about what makes people confident and secure enough in their decision to just say, you know what? I don't need to be tied down to something that doesn't serve me. Well, it's and much so scarier. Once I left his dad, I got into a relationship after that um, where we actually got engaged. And that engagement got called off two weeks before the wedding. It was like this horrible event. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but like going through that also as like a young single mom, I feel like there were so many red flags, but you were settling because you didn't want to be alone. Right. And I love like kind of sharing that story. And then like, now you look at my life and it's like a Cinderella story. My husband is just like amazing. Um, You know, but like kind of like going through that guy in between and like knowing your worth. Right. You know what I mean? And like, it's so hard. And I think like as women, you know, well, maybe guys do. I don't know. I'm not a guy. (laughs) But, you know, like we do, we want like this, like picture that we have in our head, you know, when you were a little girl and you were like thinking, oh, what is my life going to look like? You weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to be a young single mom or I'm going to be divorced or my kid's going to grow up in two different houses. I don't think it's anybody's plan to set out and live like this. Right. You know what I mean? So like, how are we going to make the best of it? How am I going to still like know my worth? show my kids like, Hey, life happens. What are we going to do? You know, we're going to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Moving. Um, so you had a failed engagement. How long after that did you say, okay, you know what? It's time for me to be loved the way I need to be loved. It's important for Oliver to see that. What, what kind of led you to meeting your husband? (laughs) So the car wash and thought you were hot. Um, engagement got called off. I got into therapy. <laughs> Good, smart. And I'm like, everybody should go get some freaking therapy. I'm a therapist. I go to therapy. Like, I cannot advocate for therapy enough. Like, go right. talk to somebody. Go better yourself. Take a class. Like, whatever you got to do to better yourself, go do it. So, yeah, I just, like, I really started rebuilding, like, myself during that time. Um, I think... You know, I was, I was going to graduate school and building myself academically, 
and professionally, but like what was going on inside of you that you were settling for this kind of relationship? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I really kind of had to just like sit down with somebody and like look at myself, like what is going on here? Uh Um, So I did that. And exactly a year later, I met Marcus in the middle of a music festival. (laughs) Okay. So it's one of those, I weren't out looking for it type of things. No, I wasn't looking for him at all. In fact, I was like very much like it was my mantra. I need no man. Right. And I would like say it out loud, like loud and proud. Like I need no man. I'm in graduate school. I'm like on my own two feet, like financially kind of stable right now, uh, feeling good about myself. And I went to a music festival with some friends and I met Marcus and I've been with him ever since. And that's what you <laughs> say. You can't really get the love that you deserve until yeah. you give it to yourself. And it right. sounds so cheesy and cliche. And it I hate so cheesy, but I understand it now because so I was true. in the same situation as you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I, I left my ex-husband and Bella and I were on this whole like girl power kick. Like yeah. I created my new house with like, you've got this girl, like girl yeah. power signs. And I didn't need no man. I was... Yeah surviving and thriving and and that's when it happens. And that's ultimately the beginning of your Cinderella story. Yeah. Take us down that road. Like, hi, I'm Abby. I don't need no mans. I have a son. And I would like literally say this to him. And he was just like, okay. So he like at the beginning tried to play it like super cool. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious either. You know, Mm -hmm. like this is just a good time. And then it was like everybody around me was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this guy is so great. Like, why are you not introducing him to Oliver? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not going there again. And I'm super guarded. Um, How it long was it before you introduced him? Um, it was maybe four months. I had been like saying out loud that I was going to wait a year. And it was finally like uh, my nanny, who was like a mother to me. She was like, you are being nuts if you're like just going to waste an entire year on this guy. Right. Like you need to get this ball rolling. <laughs> so I did the introduction. Um, and then, Who was yeah. more nervous, you or him? Oliver. You or Marcus? Me or Marcus. Um. I don't, I don't really remember him being nervous and I don't really feel like I was nervous. I just like very much did not want to put Oliver through another situation where there's just like guys coming in and out of his right, life. Of course. You know what I mean? Did you clear it with um, Oliver's dad first? Oh my gosh. I can't even remember. Michelle, I can't even remember the answer to that. Okay, so clearly it didn't matter then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and I'm trying to remember like how Marcus and Jeff like met. I can't even remember that either. Maybe that's my pregnancy brain. (laughs) People, she's she's about to pop with her fourth kid. So I know, I know. But the reason why I ask is because I think, I mean, a lot of the messages I get from other women are either like, I can't leave and meet somebody new because my husband would die, or I can't tell my ex-husband I met somebody new because of what he, how he might react. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I've been there. I did not get a good reaction when I shared yeah. that. But yeah. 
is that going to stop you from living a whole life with somebody? Like, because, right. you know, we're always talking about like, oh, you know, zero fucks. We don't care what anybody says. Right. But then it's somebody who we shared a life with that we no longer want to share a life with that holds us back the most. And it's, you know, I think a lot of women feel encouraged by the fact that you can share this information, have a bad reaction from the person you're scared of, and then just keep going. Like life doesn't end because somebody got upset. And they're like, you know, as maybe mean as like this might sound, their feelings are their feelings. Right. Their feelings aren't your problem. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think like you guys share a child, so you have to like keep them in the loop of, hey, when they're at my house, this guy's here. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, or, hey, I'm getting married or I don't know. But ultimately, like you're not in, you don't have any power over there. I think that that as a woman, it's really great you bring that up because we're sort of taught and molded to be nurturing and caring. And part of that is taking care of other people's feelings. And if in your relationship with Jeff, you are anything like me and my relationship now, or then I'm a nurturer and a caretaker and Mm -hmm. I am empathetic and care about people's emotions. So naturally, even on my ex-husband's worst day with me, I'm still worried (laughs) about his feelings. And so I get it. And so many women, it's really hard to step out of that because, you know, if a man does it, he's tough and he's strong. (laughs) What are we? We're bitches. We're a bitch. I know. That that sucks. So many people, so many women, at least that I hear from, get stuck in that train of thought. Like, you know, he's going to think I'm this or I'm that. And it's really just about, listen, at the end of the day, can you lay your head down at night knowing you're doing the right thing for your kid? Does this new person in your life care about your kid, respect your relationship with your kid? That's all that matters. You know, if, if he weren't good to your kid, then your ex is entitled to an opinion. And I will say like my ex, he has always been very welcoming of like the two guys that I've brought into Oliver's life. Yeah, tell me about that. Cause this is, this it's is like so in. nuts. Yeah. Ladies but he's just like literally one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. Which is great. And if you take yeah. a look at Abby's social media, t- from time to time, she'll post pictures or stories about having <laughs> We're all together. husband and Oliver's dad all together. And it just makes me... It fills me up with joy and is also like, God, why can't I have that? <laughs> you know, you but know, it's not normal. And I do like try and like say that when I speak about our co-parenting dynamic, because I know like we are not the norm. Um, so don't ever like compare your situation to anybody as everybody's is unique. But yeah, he's just, he was very welcoming to the previous guy that I was engaged to. And that was funny because I would always make like comments like, oh, if he starts dating somebody and bringing around another woman, I don't know that I would be as cool. Right. And that guy would like yell at me, you know, like, Abby, Jeff has been nothing but nice to me. Like he deserves the same kind of respect. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm Oliver's mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's I can hard. I understand that. Yeah. But, um, so let's talk about Oliver for a second. So yeah. obviously it seems he accepted Marcus into your life right away. <laughs> And yeah, there was room for a new prince in, in yeah. the in the Cinderella story. Yeah. Um, how did he take it when you guys decided you were going to get married? Yeah, he was totally fine. Um, he was involved. Uh, we didn't really have a traditional wedding, like a church or whatever. We got married at that same music festival that we got that we met at. Um, 
so yeah, Oliver got a ticket and he came with us and we had a great time. <laughs> That's amazing. And how about bringing new babies into the mix? Cause now you're on bringing new babies. With, Marcus. with Marcus. Yeah. How was um, it for Oliver to share the spotlight with He uh, is a great big brother. He has never really had like any kind of resentment towards his sisters um, and now his little brother, he's very excited that it's a boy and not yeah. another girl. Um, but when I was pregnant with Beatrice, who was my first child with Marcus, I started to get the questions of, well, why are you married to her dad and not my dad? Mm-hmm. How'd you handle that? And they were questions that like, I, I guess like I always knew would come up, like, why are you not with my dad? Um, and he has no memory of me ever being with his dad. But yeah, it was just like out of nowhere. We were in the car driving and he just like starts asking these questions. And so, you know, I it's just always like, at those times where you're like not prepared. <laughs> you're like, hold on. I need to Google this. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me pull over. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I guess we're here now. Um, so yeah. So he was six when he started asking questions of, why are you married to Marcus, not my dad? Why are you going to like have this family with her dad and not my dad? And, you know, I just, without kind of going into, I guess, like nitty gritty details with him, because I don't think that that's appropriate. Right. I just told him, you know, like, I have a lot of love for your dad. And I do. I have a lot of love for his dad. I have a lot of respect for his dad. Um, I love that he is your dad, but sometimes people just aren't in love. Mm -hmm. And that just is what it is. And, you know, like throughout the years. I think that's appropriate and totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. And throughout the years, you know, he, because like you said, like we have this great co-parenting relationship where we're all together a lot. We do these fun things together. Um, but it's still hard on Oliver. Yeah. Where he'll say, I hate going between two homes. And I kind of tackle that. Like everybody has something that's hard. Oh, I like that. Oh my God. I'm writing that. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And like, this is just your something that's hard. You know, some people have like a learning disability or, you know, struggle with, I don't know what you would struggle with, but. <laughs> right. No, I mean. You know, like we all have something with that like sucks. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's for him is more like a, a FOMO? Like he leaves and feels left out because there's so much going on in your house? <laughs> Honestly, I think he enjoys the break. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, because, you know, he was an only child for six, for six years. So he, I think like needs that alone time. Yeah. And I think it's like very like bachelor pad over at his dad's house. Like it's just the two of them. Yeah. So he gets to go over there and it's like Disneyland. I'm sure there's not as much like structure over at my house. Um, So yeah, you know, he gets to like have that one-on-one time with his dad. And I think he enjoys that. And that's Um, how he gets to come here. And it's like, very family, bunch of kids. <laughs> That's crazy. how I see it for Bella too. Like Bella has yeah. a very, my daughter has a very different yeah. life at her dad's and she has here. Yeah. And 
you know, a lot of people would argue that consistency is so great for a child, but the yeah. more I read and going to my own therapist, like you said, yeah. I'm obsessed with going to therapy. She yeah. has assured me and given me statistics and research to prove that kids who come out of a co-parenting situation that yeah. had two healthy parents who love them yeah. are actually stronger, more successful, and more resilient than kids I believe that. in a normal home because they learn to adapt. It's a yeah. level of adapting and a level of adjusting that you can't teach in a right. typical home, right? right? Of course, we all want to be in a typical home where Lot of yeah. everything's happy, but you know, <laughs> 2020, 50 to 60 percent of people are going to end up divorced this year, and it's, you know, it's like, okay. this is just like becoming the norm. It's okay you know. to not have that consistency because it something somewhere else is going to fail regardless. And oh, don't like yeah. be fighting us, you know what I mean? Because I'm guilty of this, I'm sure you've been guilty of this, and everybody listening has been guilty of this where you want to like control what's going on in the other home. And maybe you aren't like actively out trying to do it, but you're laying in bed at night stewing about, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's not feeding my child like, you know, proper nutrition or he gets way more screen time over there or whatever like your thing is that like drives you absolutely bonkers. But I'm like, you cannot control what's going on. And the other no, home. It's true. And looking outside back, of like safety concerns. Right. Right. <laughs> looking you cannot control at my, at my own parents' divorce, like my angst and my right. issues did not come from the fact that like I went between two homes. It was the dynamic between them. So yeah. it's it's really this is why I'm so happy to have you on the show because mm-hmm. talking about the importance of keeping this amazing relationship with with Oliver's dad, um, it shows Oliver, again, you can have respect for somebody you don't love. Yeah. You right. can get along with somebody you choose not to be with. And that's such an important lesson. Um, and, but before we like run out of time and totally segue into something else, <laughs> I want to know, what is it like for Marcus, your new husband, I know. <laughs> when Oliver has questions or... Jeff is in the picture. Literally, you're taking pictures with him. What is it like for your new husband? You know, these are two very different guys. And I think if we weren't in this dynamic, would they be friends? No. Probably not. (laughs) That's okay. You know, maybe Jeff. Jeff is like the happiest person you'll ever meet. And like, I don't know. Um, Marcus, I don't know. You know, well, he gets along with everybody too. Maybe they would be friends, but it's definitely hard. I think it definitely takes a strong person to go through something like this um, and with grace. Um, The both of them coach Oliver's teams together. That's incredible. Does Marcus have an ex-wife? I meant to ask that. No, so this is all foreign. This is new all to new to uh-huh. him. Yeah, like he never done kids, like nothing before me. Um. So yeah, they coach together, and that's always like an interesting dynamic because both of them want to be coaching, and they're both doing this for Oliver, obviously for Oliver. But Marcus is more assertive than Jeff. Jeff is kind of more laid back, just like happy, uh-huh. easy and Marcus is like head coach. Let's go, let's go. 
So he does. He like he had coaches, and Oliver's dad is the assistant coach, and it's a great dynamic. But then I think you know Marcus struggles. Like, am I stepping on his toes? Right. Jeff has gotten his feelings hurt before, you know? And so, yeah, it is kind of like this juggling act of, okay, we have three parents that all want to be involved. How are we all going to be involved? But be respectful, but put the kids' needs first. Right. And it's always evolving. Always. That's that's exactly the point for anybody listening. These things don't just become overnight. They always evolve. You know, from my own experience, my husband's ex-wife right. is definitely learning along with me. We right. had um, my stepdaughter's bat mitzvah this past weekend. Yeah. And, you know, I had my own bat mitzvah as a kid and I knew very much that this was like, it was like my mom's show oh, and I was just coming and I was like the centerpiece. And right. I knew that it would be the same for them. And so my plan at the event was really to just take a step back, let right. them have their time which I did. And, you know, her mom eventually thanked me for the next day. She said, you know, I know there was like an awkward moment at one point, like I was with my stepdaughter and it, I, it was really more appropriate for her mom to be in that scene at the moment. So I just walked away and switched yeah. places with her. And she was like, thank you. I know that was awkward. And I said, look, this was your show. Like this was yeah, my, it's your daughter. Ultimately yeah. it's your daughter. <laughs> pictures need to be you with her. Like I get that. And I said, don't forget I'm a mom too. And like, I'm never going to do to you what I wouldn't want done to me. And that's the biggest lesson I try to teach people who are new to co-parenting. Like meet your ex as much as you want. Don't take it out on your kid and don't do to them what you wouldn't want done to you. And I think it's so important. It's very clear you're living by that golden rule perspective, which is so simple and so pure and yet the most impactful. I just think our emotions get too involved. Yeah. But you have to let the love for your child outweigh your hatred for your ex. Say that all the time. (laughs) Okay, so we're quickly running out of time and I feel like I could talk to you all day. I know it. But I can't leave without asking you, what is the best piece of advice you would give to somebody who is thinking of moving on or is just starting on a journey where they're taking the first step and it's scary for them? Give it a year. Give it a year. Give it a year. You know, I think whenever you're like making any kind of change, like the beginning is always scary. Change is hard. Change doesn't feel good. In a year, it's going to look and feel completely different. So much can happen in a year. (laughs) And it does, doesn't it? I love that. Like there's so much healing that can happen in a year. There's so much growth that can happen in a year. Like... The worst is right now. In a year, you'll look back and be like, woof, I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. I'm so happy you've chosen <laughs> your line of work as your profession. I feel, like I feel better from this chat. I needed to hear that. Because um, like you said, we all have stuff. We all have stuff. It will get easier. And then something else will come. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through this one? <laughs> and I, that's life. <laughs> I have to say, and not just because you're my friend from the gram. Yeah. You're amazing. I say it all the time. You're balancing a career, a, a fourth pregnancy, three children, an ex has well, a baby daddy and a <laughs> husband. You do it all so beautifully. You don't even have a wrinkle on your face. I, I really commend you. And I think your children are very, very lucky. Your husband is very lucky. And more than 
anybody else, Oliver's dad is lucky to have somebody as compassionate and level-headed and committed to Oliver's well-being and the rest of your children, obviously, as you. Um, guys, she has a podcast of her own. You're going to have to check it out. Where can we find your podcast? So my podcast, Mimosas with Moms, can be found wherever you podcast. And then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Mimosas with Moms. Mimosas with Moms was one of the first accounts I connected with. Um, <laughs> started connecting with other Instamami bloggers. And yeah. I'll tell you, no bullshit, the nicest and the most open and accepting <laughs> and welcoming. So Thank you, Michelle. I feel the exact same way. So the feeling is mutual. Go say hello. Give her a follow. <laughs> Um, if you have questions for her, I'm sure she'll answer them in DMs, but maybe not in the next two weeks because she's about to give birth. <laughs> Abby, thank it's you. It's going to get so crazy over here. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Welcome. More days. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. No, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.